Hello, baby. And welcome back to a tale of two rivals. We are a go-with-your-gut winner and a know-it-all numbers nerd who have different views on fantasy football. And we discuss, try to come to a consensus to share some advice with you, the listener. I am the go-with-your-gut guy, Todd FF Banterman Foster, joined by... Uh, Dave ff underscore spaceman right and todd i'm excited we're we're podcasting back-to-back days man i i am excited except uh yesterday's podcast kind of blew up in our face less than 40 (laughs) less than like 24 hours later well i mean i'll stick to i'll stick to everything i said but um i will too i mean injuries happen what are you gonna do injuries so yeah so um we did a 40-minute episode on Chase Edmonds as an emergency banter after, after uh, Twitter got hot. And uh, dude went down. <laughs> what are you going to do? I and, am happy to say, Todd, that I did – I was saying, you know, that's not a way I like to build my dynasty team through those kind of RBs. So I like the – just because, you know, that like an injury can happen. I, I just I'm, – I'm pretty confident that I, I'm happy with how it went – how it um, came off in the end, but anyway. Yeah. So. Well, uh, what about Kenyon Drake? Like, what were your <laughs> feelings on him, dude? Yeah, except that's true. I did say we, in our conversation towards the end, I said, "Oh, you know why I like Chase Edmonds over Ty Johnson was because you know Arizona Cardinals would never trade for Kenyon Drake." And less than twenty four hours later, Kenyon Drake is on the um, is on the Cardinals. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited. I have I've been holding on to Drake for uh, in four weeks, so yeah. And in two of them, I had Edmonds, so I guess that works out for me pretty well. But um, yeah, no, I'm. I will also say that I'm still high on Chase Edmonds. I would still move a second for him, and that's that. Yeah. And it's but still, um, curious things coming out of. Out of Arizona, we we shouldn't spend any more time on Arizona than we should because we spent forty minutes on it yesterday. But oh, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll David, come back to yeah. I'll come back to Arizona on because uh, today we're gonna eat some crow. All right, <laughs> we are going to eat some crow. This whole episode is based off of the fact that Dave and I were wrong. So, and for the most part, I would say we're mostly gonna focus on guys that we missed on. Guys that we were high on at the beginning of the year and that we whiffed. And we have a couple of things that we want to say about guys that we wanted nothing to do with that hit pretty pretty big. So, um, yeah. This is this might go down as one of those Hall of Fame podcasts where, you know, Todd, when you make it big as your <laughs> huge, super, uber dynasty champion, that you're actually eating some crow for once. So I'm, I'm excited here. I'm just going to sit back here. And someone might have to just tap me on the shoulder to remember to say something as I'm just trying to to enjoy you eating a little crow. So I'm excited. Hey, it's okay, man. I can admit when I'm wrong. It just doesn't happen too often. That's all. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So right. anyways, um, I'll eat some crow first. Sound good? Okay. Oh, Todd, you're putting me up. I love it. So for me, um, I'm actually not going to focus on a player. I'm actually going to focus on two offenses. The Chicago Bears offense and the entire Cleveland Browns offense. I was super high on anybody attaching those offenses except Nick Chubb, which I'm I was wrong about as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, particularly that Bears offense, which is just just the like void of any sorts of identity, 
And, um, yeah, so within those teams, those guys, uh, one of the guys that I really, really whiffed on was OBJ. I thought he finally got out of that that awful situation in New York, and he was going in with a with a top like top QB and a great offense. Uh, Kitchens looked like he was a guy who was going to do some nice things at that offense, and boy, is that team a train wreck right now. So OBJ is my first guy. I'm definitely eating some crow on. But Todd, I have a question about OBJ. Would who would have guessed that targets from Baker Mayfield would have been worse than targets from Eli Manning? Uh, no one, like <laughs> nobody ever, and like not even Peyton Manning. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, cut that meat. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, OBJ like not playing well on the Browns is just mind boggling, and the fact that I have him in a dynasty league in two redraft leagues, it's just maddening. And the interesting thing was, I was uh, I was in a group on Facebook that was talking about. Um, DJ Moore's um, dynasty value and somebody was like you're going to tell me you wouldn't take a 2020 an early 2021st DJ Moore in a mid 2022nd for OBJ like you wouldn't move OBJ for that as an OBJ owner yeah I'd think about it (laughs) now you would you're saying yeah for sure I would I mean you're, you're looking at a nice young receiver there who could be passing OBJ in in two to three years, you know? And then you're also looking at, like, getting that pick. And then before that, he was an untouchable. And, yeah, I you know what, to be honest with you, I would not be surprised if OBJ is no longer on the Browns in the end of next year. Is it because he was talking to Tom Brady in the locker room yesterday? Is that why, Todd? No, it has nothing to do with that. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm kidding. My whole thing about it is, is, like, it's it's more about, like, the the way the money moves. You know what I mean? I'm like, unless they have some sort of miraculous turnaround, which they got a lot to fix. Um, I think, I think kitchen's got to be gone. First of all, Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, you loved Freddie kitchens, by the way. Did I? You did. No, I, no, 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 no. I loved Munkin. I loved Munkin. That's true. I was obsessed with Munkin. For a second, you're very good at convincing me what my takes are. No, I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll find the soundbite. I think you liked kitchens, but, um, yeah, but anyways, OBJ was my first miss. So what about you, Dave? So for me, I'm just going to start with the, going down in order here, like uh, the quarterbacks. Cam Newton for me. If you remember, we had a debate of like planning our – was it planning our flags, Cam Newton, or was that – Yep. Or was it just people were higher on? And I had Cam Newton ranked as my QB7 heading into the, um, the redraft season. And, you know, this was despite, you know, a season-ending shoulder surgery last year. He's had a total of nine, like 929 career rush attempts up until the season, like, you know, almost 300 sacks, and how, how many knockdowns or QB hits he's had. And he just runs like the Jerome Bettis of QBs, the way he he just takes all those hits. Um, and then he had that foot sprain, right? It was a week one or week two of the preseason against the Patriots, and I was I kind of just brushed it off like, no, it says he'll be back for week one. And like we said earlier, you know, you can't predict injuries, but – one of the things that you've always said and that I, I like to p- piggyback off you a little bit is you got to be careful of um, running QBs, is, especially when they get older. Those hits start to add up. So, they sure do. Um, I, you know, I just don't see Cam Newton. Cam Newton, is he ever going to eclipse 600 rushing yards or 10 rushing TDs? And, I, and looking back now, this is easy to say. This is all hindsight bias. But the one thing that sticks out to me too is – 
a lot of this happened when without seeing like his huge QB seasons, they, he didn't have Christian McCaffrey who was a do it all back, you know, uh, taking receiving touchdowns for and rushing touchdowns for huge gains. Um, so I should have just thought, put that all in a perspective and I should have, I actually didn't draft Cam Newton anywhere because, um, but just, I recommended him to a lot of people. I thought he was a great, and in our, in our, we talked a lot of him a lot and it was just a mistake. So looking back, Cam Newton shouldn't have been as high on him as I should have. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I'll eat some crow there, Todd. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Matt Ryan's doing much better for the record. Um, Except for that, you know, he's injured. What is up with these quarterbacks this year, man? Matt Ryan's hey. missing a couple weeks. Matt Schaub looks like the true QB1 after throwing for, what, 430 yards? All right. Super flex people in deep leagues. Make space for your backups. Like, like I like looking at, like, people's teams that we have in our leagues, and nobody has their backup QBs. I got both. Matt Schaub, I had. I'd have to go but get him. Just sitting there. Yeah. ready you You're know right. yep go get your backups man it's a valuable I'm gonna position do it. i'm doing it tonight i'm gonna put some waiver wire bids in on who on whoever my backups are i can't even remember anymore but uh oh, yeah and i don't have any much many bids left because i yeah traded away all my money but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so anyways i mean with cam you're looking at a guy that like you know he's been battling and it's also you're talking about a shoulder injury which is a difficult thing for a QB to get over. And here's the interesting point about with that is, is he, if he was healthy, do you even play him right now? Kyle Allen's been good. I, Kyle Allen's, Kyle Allen did not look good last week. He no, he did not look he, good last he week. He finally showed that he was human. Right. Um, that being but said, the, that's one game. Cam Newton, Cam Newton's bat, or has, I mean, they already announced Kyle is the week, uh, the week nine starter. Yep. I still think Cam Newton should get an opportunity. I, I, I think Cam Newton has been that kind of player for that franchise that he deserves a shot getting back. But I wouldn't give him a huge leash when he's back. I wouldn't like give him the rest of the season or anything like that. I think Allen has to, has to lose consecutive games. I, I think Allen has to lose back-to-back games. That's it. Like, if he loses two games, like, if he loses this in that Week 9 matchup, get and Cam's healthy, you give Cam the reins. If Allen wins and then he wins again, you, you go with it. I mean, this is pretty much it's it's kind of like Bledsoe Brady a little bit. Which I'm not saying that Allen's gonna be Brady. You know what I mean? That's not the point of what I'm trying to make. I'm just saying you're gonna go with the guy that's winning you football games, not the guy that used to win you football games. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just I'd say Cam Camden's gone through a lot of injuries recently. If he was completely healthy, his shoulder was healthy, but it was his foot that was holding him back now. Yeah. Um. If he can. If he's showing you on the on the field that or like on the practice field that he's back and that he has his mobility and he's the true Cam Newton, he's not just a shell of himself. That's the difference for me. If he's just, you know, I, oh, I made it back, but I'm still going to be limited, then maybe you're like Cam. This is what's best for us right now. But I still think, you know, as a, uh, for the locker room, and Ron Rivera probably has a pretty good pulse being a former player and everything. So, right, um, I'll, I'd probably respect what they're doing there in, in Carolina. I have a lot of faith in um, that situation. So, all right. So for the next ones on the list, I'll go to my next two. Sound good? Yeah. All right. So I talked about um, one Brown being a miss, and I think we both missed on this guy. Is Baker Mayfield? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. We missed on Baker Mayfield big time. Now, from a redraft standpoint, just just move on. Just oh, move yeah. on. It's time to like 
throw him like maybe you have a Browns fan in there and you can throw him in and they take him for not like he's worth nothing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think and he's dro- I think he's flat out droppable. Maybe yep. three or four weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago, you could have done that, but now it's he's just droppable. Where do you see him in Dynasty? In Dynasty, um, God, see, this is one the this is the problem when you invest in a crappy organization like the Browns. Mm-hmm. It starts at the top. And that it felt like they were going the right direction. They made some good moves in the offseason. They made a lot of great moves on paper. Now in Dynasty, I mean, he was my QB three or four. Now he's probably, I mean, I have Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray over him now. So that, I never would have thought that would have been the case um, at the start before it going into the season. So Kyler Murray going over Mayfield after the season started shouldn't be crazy because the talent's there. You know what I mean? Um, I would say if you're looking at, Mayfield outside of the top eight. That's pretty crazy to think about now. Um, I would still consider him a top eight dynasty QB because I'm pulling up my rankings right now. So I I still see him there because you know it's still early. Um, they still have pieces around him. I still think that he could be a, a good player. It's just it's just and the other thing too about it is is that like I don't know. He's so tough. Like I still have a belief that like. I want to believe that they get like a line around him that he can improve. You know, he's my QB. He's my QB six right now in Dynasty. I think that's a little high, but yeah. at, no, it at, probably is. But you said anything where outside the QB eights so were two places up. I have him over yeah. Dak. Still, I yeah. have him over Dak. Still, I'm not a Carson Wentz believer. Still, I I think I think if you're putting him over Wentz right now, that's crazy. Yeah, that's fine. And okay. I and I and I'm not a Wentz guy either, for the record. Yeah. Um. I think this might also be the fact that we're Patriots fans. He's an Eagle, but that's you know that's neither here nor there. Actually, but, I have um, a lot of bias because Wentz was inaccurate coming out of college. That's my biggest thing. <laughs> <laughs> that it rears its big, ugly head again. Big, athletic, strong QBs. Dave does not like. He does not like his quarterbacks. Big, strong, and confident. Wentz so. has shown a lot more than the other QBs that I've criticized in the past. I, yeah. I've gotten a little bit over that more, but still, I, I tr- when it comes to how great Baker Mayfield was as a prospect, I'm still holding to that. So. Yeah, and I and I still think it's like there's still there's still a leash on on Baker for the long term, as far as I'm concerned. So I mean that's a guy that we both miss on big time. What like so wait, what's his trade value right now in Dynasty? Like like if you're like you're at a point where like you have other QBs, you're sick of sitting on Mayfield, you're in a position where like you could make a run at playoffs, and you think to yourself, well maybe I could move Baker. Like like what are you looking to get for him? Oh, I I definitely be trying to get an Aaron Rodgers. Believe it or not, um, I'd like to get a. I would even. I'm trying to think here. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I have Aaron Rodgers below him in dynasty ranks. That's insane. Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, it's. That's insane. He's 36 years old, man. He's got to be 36. He's, um, he's he's playing pretty damn well right now. Let's see. I would try to target. Um, like Did he said, not teach you this week, David? Didn't you play against him a bunch? I faced him everywhere. It was like yeah. four matchups. Have you not Rogers. learned? Good. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not. I don't. Well, I guess I do like to root for, against Aaron Rodgers, but it's those freaking. You know what it is? Because I can't get that State Farm in Rhode Island. They don't sell State Farm insurance in there, so I just hate seeing those commercials over and over again. But um, anyway, discount double check. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So okay. Well, 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 I'm thinking. Why don't you? Who would you, someone? What's a deal you'd like to do? I would, I'd be cool with trying to move Mayfield for a first. Like I'd be trying to get a pick. Oh, just and, a straight up. Wow, I would. I need more than a first. 
I need more than first. Um, I'm not talking a late first. I'm talking like mid early first. And what I would probably, I mean, I need like, a top three pick. A top three pick. Yeah, I need. I need I, to get one of those. If two I top it, two if I have yeah, if I have a top three pick, I'm not do. I'm not selling it. Not in this draft. Um. Yeah, no, I wouldn't sell that for Mayfield because how much he's struggling. I I don't think that's realistic. I he think that his value is terrible. Still... Yesterday, Todd, if we're watching the game. He he was only had like missed what missed four through the first like two or three quarters. He only missed like three passes. I wouldn't say he looked good though either. But you're also talking about a game that was pouring rain. The pouring rain and that offensive line is terrible. Yeah. They're going up against the bet a defense yeah. that has made that cl- the 2018 class look. I mean, like his fresh. numbers are his numbers are bad. Yeah, they're, no, like, they're bad right now. They're horrendous. Well, who also who thinks they're going to throw an interception on a pitch play? <laughs> that was amazing. Like <laughs> was I was like, I was butt like, fumble material. Oh, nothing's the butt fumble. Um, I like, I'm just saying, yeah. that, that's what brings it back a little bit. I mean, I would say like if I was getting like a first in like I don't know like um, like a young player like if i could get like justice hill and like golden tate with a first i would consider it if i had expendable like like if i had qb depth if i don't have qb depth like i'm holding them on this week you know what i mean here's so, a, todd i have a i have a just have a really something just jumped in my mind right now here's this how about matthew stafford and then another significant piece matthew stafford's only 31 or maybe he's turning 32 soon matthew stafford's been balling i know you were down on him going into this year matthew stafford under daryl bevel has looked real like if you could get yes. like a significant like a wide receiver two or a running back two, yep. or, a, or draft picks. Yep. Well, if I'm contending, right? Yeah. I would absolutely consider that. And what I would try to do is try to convince that person who's making that move because they're probably not contending, right? To understand that like I'm giving you something that's like top three pick value. So if you get back Stafford in that wide out that's a kind of conversation like a late first in stafford yeah i think a second i think you get stafford that that wide receiver rb piece and the second rounder okay. you know right. so like that that's like a me. three for one instead of a two for one yep and i think like that's that's a pretty easy like ground the hold by talking about draft capital you know and stafford long term is difficult to so to figure out it's not because of his age it's because of his contract you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and whatever I would try to get back for like a running back or a wideout, I would hope that person's kind of young, like Deontay Johnson, if the, like the Steelers weren't horrendous. I would need more than Deontay Johnson. Like Stafford maybe like Christian him. Kirk. You know what I mean? Todd, I just, I just. Relax, yeah. Dave. Yeah. Relax, Dave. This is all rhetorical. You're, you know, we I mean, should, this we is cannot, no. We cannot yeah. be throwing out Christian Kirk's name really, really like that, Todd. You need to prep me on the show notes. Joku. Um, yeah so anyways um, yeah no I mean I I would be down for that so anyways alright let's go on to the next guy Dave so my so this is the last QB that I want to talk about someone who I missed on I actually I didn't another guy I didn't draft anywhere but on these very airwaves I was very high on him and I recommended as a buy Marcus Mariota um, like I said oh yeah I think he was my buy low in in option in in Superflex Dynasty Leagues Uh, he was a I thought he was a great he had like the rushing floor remember we talked this was like three weeks ago and we both we said like oh yeah i i said i don't have to worry about i don't i was like should i worry about um Tannehill? and i was because i i'm not a Tannehill fan and i had a see, looking just looking back at why i made this decision what i couldn't possibly learn from this 
Um, I loved his weapon upgrades in the off in the offseason. They spent a lot of money trying to make that offense better on the outside. So I was thinking maybe they're going to throw the ball a bit more this year. I had a lot of faith in that Tennessee O-line. They've put a lot of resources into it. Um, and they are now, despite putting all those resources in their offensive line and having a lot of draft capital in that offensive line, they are football outsiders' worst passing offense by a landslide um, this year. Or pa- pass- passing O-line. Or pass blocking O-line for um, football outsiders. They've given up 34 sacks through eight weeks. And not any no quarterback can really perform with that. But I just... I just, I'm just really disappointed. He's looking back. Maybe I should have red flag should have been five coordinators in five years for him. Um, I, I probably, I excused away a lot of his injury concerns. And yet, and you, Todd, you probably hear everyone knows how big of a Mariota fan I was. And, and looking back, I'm just sad to see it as I, I, I'll, I'll will always believe that Tennessee ruined Marcus Mariota because I still thought he was an amazing prospect. So well, that I think the biggest thing about Mariota is the fact that you trust a player on the Titans. That yeah. that's my point. So it's actually funny. In one of my leagues, I just sent out a um, a message being like, "Send me an offer for Corey Davis. I will hit accept." Like yeah. I'm just so like over owning him. Um, and what in our dynasty league, Jay Powell traded Derrick Henry because he doesn't trust him. And I go, I didn't argue with him at all. Like I think that's an offense that's. Never really had an identity. It's had a lot constant... better at running the ball than they are the thing. But a hundred percent, hundred percent. But the thing about it is, is that like it's a team that's constantly been in change for coaches. Now they finally have like a consistent coach for a little while, but the offense is still not like dynamic. It's yeah, it's not. They don't. They're not imaginative. I don't think they the offense was designed well for Mariota. It was more of a hey, it, this it, is the system. Yeah. Do you do what we're doing? Not let's tailor it for Mariota. Right. It looks like it's like a dominant like like mid nineties like like wishbone high school team. You know, like they just like to like pound the ball and like do. They don't really like to to go downfield, take risks. It's, it's a very methodical way of playing football, you know? So I, yeah, I, I, and Cam that, Newton and Mariota aren't big misses for me, Todd, but there, I still feel like I should say them because we actually, you and I both had a lot of luck on the QB this year. Yes. But I just wanted to say overall though, I feel like this is something worth mentioning. I, I think that Mariona could be a comeback kind of a player in the right system. Oh gosh, Todd. Yeah. Tom Brady's heir apparent. I'm calling it. I I would love making that move if that if that was something that could work in a bucket. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Next one. Yeah. What, what do you got, Todd? All right. So I might as well go back and finish up my whole Bears Browns thing, and um, two two Bears that I completely fell on my face with. One I have let go of, and one I'll never let go. All right. The one I will <laughs> let go of is Anthony Miller. And if anybody can tell you how much I love Anthony Miller coming out of college, it's probably Dave. I was very, very high on Anthony Miller. you were. And he hasn't done anything. And it's – I don't think it's Anthony Miller. I think it's the Bears. I I think it's Trubisky. Like, it's it's just a mess. Like, I just want him off that team somewhere where he can show what he's capable of. And so, yeah, so Anthony Miller has just fallen flat on his face, and he was a guy that I saw as a sneaky potential, like, Y3 with Y2 upside, and, boy, is he ain't anything close to that. 
He showed some life the last couple of weeks, but yeah, not enough. Not yeah, enough. enough um, For the true truther, he's he's given us. He's just that little heartbeat. Now speaking of guys that continue to give you life, but this is the reason you can't let go is is Tyree Cohen. Yeah, you you do love your. We had, we battled on him this year. We did. I I love Tyree Cohen, and I still think that he's the perfect like passing back in the modern day NFL. Like if Sean McVay had him, it'd be like special. You know what I mean? Or if he were, imagine him in San Fran with Shanahan. That would be something nice. Yeah. But my thing about it is, is that like I thought that. You have Nagy, who's a guy who was making that dynamic offense in Kansas City, and then you kind of put him with Cohen, and then he actually did play well, and Cohen did play well under him, obviously, last year. And now, all of a sudden, like it just feels like they can't get him into space. And the thing that keeps you holding on for Cohen is, is he, he gets targets. He gets targeted. He just can't get he just can't get into space to do what makes him special. So those are two guys that I whiffed on big time, and I just feel like. If you took a bear this year outside of Allen Robinson, you whiffed. See, the thing with Tariq Cohen is, Todd, it, I, my biggest argument was against him was I didn't think he could sustain that touchdown because, he, remember, he had a lot mm-hmm. of, he just had a lot of touchdown, a high touchdown rate last year. That being said, if you had told me going into the year that Matt Nagy, everybody's wonder kid, would just not be putting him on the field in important situations. Like, if you remember last year in the playoff that – the double donk game, double doink game, or whatever that kicking game they call in Chicago. Yep. They did not use um, Cohen at all in that game. They this year they're 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 very sporadic with using him. When it, you should be able to use the dynamic running ability of um, Trubisky instead of making him just a true pocket passer. Which this is another problem of trying to make your QB someone he's not. Make him a mo- like a mobile. You know, make him bootleg, rush, pick up rushing things, dump it off the running back, do kind of those kind of things. But they're not doing that, Todd. And that's the I think the most frustrating thing is that offense looks like Matt Nagy's trying to be the smartest person in the room when in fact he's not. The, what the smartest people in the room do is they do they make their players better. You know, right. They, they use their players. So the other thing that's like here's the thing about Cohen is when we talked about that touchdown regression, right? I never denied it, right? Yeah. What he I said. He's gonna get a lot more carries, right? No, I said that he could be the second leading receiver on the team. Okay. And that he would get targeted, and I was right. And he's still awful. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's the thing is that you know so he's right now sec. So Allen Robinson has sixty six targets. Tyree Cohen has forty six, and then Anthony Miller has twenty seven. So he's definitely getting used. His yards per reception are under six it's it's horrendous so yeah i mean did i was i right about him getting the target to be in the second receiver and team yes but i did not also envision six yards per catch you know under six yards per catch so yeah that was a major miss for me i still have him in dynasty he's the kind of guy that i don't see any reason in trading he is a hold if he's you're in a, a great deep team. bye week filler or an RB3 yep. that you can maybe play it for if he's got a good matchup. Yeah, he, he's, In my mind, he's a stash because if they can figure out that offense, he's a special piece. You know what I mean? It, it's it, The whole thing's a mess. If they can find out a way to fix that mess, then he'll be part of the solution. Could, you, know? you could bench you could bench Trubisky. 
<laughs> I mean, that that's coming. You know what the uh, the honest thing that's funny too about Trubisky is? I actually like Chase Daniels. I thought that he's one of the better backups in the NFL. Like, if you benched him for Chase Daniels, like I wouldn't think that's a terrible move, and it sends a message, you know. But I mean, that's just one view for me. So, yeah. anyways, who's the next one in yours? Well, and Todd, you're being a little hard on yourself for this Chicago offense. You did mention a name that you did get right. You were very high on Allen Robinson. We both were. So, yep. just one little, one little, uh, you know, feather for your cap there. So. My next guy, Todd, that we were... I think we were both were very high on him, but I was very high on him, especially in redraft. My, he was my RB17 going into the Scott Fishbowl, I believe. Um, I have him in a couple of places, Sony Michelle. Ah, um, uh, yeah. We were very high on him, and it's not that he's been... I mean, well, he's disappointed. The problem is when you have high expectations for him and he disappoints, it's more of the... You're just, he's not meeting expectations. He's He hasn't been terrible. He's the RB19, I think, through seven weeks. I don't... I haven't... Fantasy Pros hasn't updated through this week. But, um... So, that's not terrible. He was going as the RB24. So, right now, he's actually outperforming his ADP, which is kind of crazy to even think about because of how disappointed I am in him. The thing going in with Sonny Michelle is I was buying into the offensive line. The offensive line has been okay pass protection but has been very very subpar um, as far as run blocking has been concerned and that has been the biggest shock for me and then you know just his just overall his running he's been he gets a high stuff high amount of his rushes only goes for a yard or two or for a loss it's high stuff rate he's not breaking many big runs not a lot of chunk plays he's not creating yards which is i thought that i saw him do a lot in the playoffs last year and the only thing that's really saving him right now is he leads the league in goal line carries so yep um, and I don't think it's a guy that I would totally write off going forward. He just no, didn't. Not at all. I thought he should have been into that art, especially once November. He might be a, a, a buy as far as the playoffs are concerned. Uh, the fantasy playoffs are concerned. I'm not sure what the schedule is, but the Patriots tend in November. They 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 really hit their stride more. So they're getting uh, Isaiah Win back. But uh, that all that being said, I just. I was expecting him to make that lo- that that leap into the low RB one category, and he's in, he's stuck in that RB two purgatory that has just been a wasteland this year. So, and surprise or not, he's actually seeing more targets this year. He's not really converting on them at, at all, but he's seeing more than he did last year. So, I I yeah. see him as a guy that if you have the opportunity to move some pieces around, um, he's a good stash as like your third or fourth running back right now. Because as an RB2, I mean, probably more your third, fourth would be yeah, ridiculous. you're not going to get him as a fourth. Yeah, no, people I'll, are not going to give away Sony for that. Well, let's say like you're strong at wide receiver. And you have a wide receiver, like you have some like strong wide receiver depth. He's a good guy to go look at for like to see some, you know, it's, I, I could see him improving in the second half of the year. You know what I mean? A Michael, maybe a Michael Gallup or something if you're strong at wide receiver. Yeah, maybe, that's a per. If you're desperate for wide running back help, we are all about trading Michael Gallup for yeah. some somebody he's else. He's just in apparently. a good. He's just in a good value range. Yeah, so I really love is. Michael Gallup. I want yeah. to acquire him, but he's just in a good value range. Right, and I would say like if you probably did Gallup and like another small back, like I don't know, like Kenyon Drake, maybe you know what I mean. For like Michelle, I think that's a fine move. You know what I mean? I, I bet you could get. Maybe you might get Michelle plus for Gallup. There, I'm I'm high on Gallup, so I I'm yeah, sure other people are too. Yeah, I think Gallup's one of those guys that people tend to be kind of split on, like where he like falls in that value yeah. piece. But my whole thing about Michelle is is that like you're looking at a guy who's attached to a great offense. He has seen some life. He is going to get those goal line touches, which may, which is a huge part in 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 his floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So I I do like him. He's if you're in dynasty right now, he's definitely a guy to kind of like see if you can buy low on. You know what I mean? Uh, see, the only problem, Todd, is that is that with New England, he's one carry away from a fumble or them just the Patriots saying, you know what, you're not making creating stuff, and let's put in the uh, running back out of Alabama there. I don't I don't think that I, I don't think I just don't think, think that's that, true. Damian Harris. I mean I, I you don't think that Damian like they're getting they're getting tired of Sony Michelle not creating any yards and they wouldn't throw Damian Harris. I, I believe I don't I'm not a Damian Harris believer. I'm I'm just afraid as I have Sony Michelle in a couple places, I'm afraid of Damian Harris starting to see some work. I, I'd be more concerned about Burkhead getting the work, to be honest, at this yeah. point. I mean, the other thing about Harris is too is you're not gonna throw in a cold rookie when you're in the middle of an undefeated season. You know, yeah, like like you're gonna go put in the trusted back there, and then so Burkhead would be a good stash right now. You know what I mean? Uh, if he's still somehow available in leagues, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, but no, I I'm I'm high on Michelle as a buy low candidate. You know, so I don't think that he's like a complete miss because he's still playing at an RB two like rate. You know what I mean? So I mean, he was on my list when we said hey, let's create lists. I put him on my list because I was very disappointed. And then I was looking. I was actually talking to you. and I was like, I can't believe he's actually RB nineteen. I'm so upset right. about how he's playing. I couldn't believe he's RB nineteen. With running backs, I like a floor. Like I like yeah. I'm more about the floor than I am about the ceiling, because I I go for the ceiling with my wides. You know, so yeah. I mean, I like to have it like some sort of piece that's like safe there. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why you're disappointed in Michelle and why you call him uh, somebody you're low on. But at the same time, like, I, I, I still think that he hasn't been as bad as people perceive him to be. Yeah. From it's, a just a, it's, mystic, it's missed expectations right. more than anything. Right. And I also think part of this is the fact that we watch him, like, closely as yeah. Patriots fans. And it, it's been more disappointing from a real football perspective than it has been from a fantasy perspective. You're most likely right. Yeah. So, um, so for another guy that, oh, okay. We have a we have a, we have the big one in the room here, Todd. We could talk about. Oh no, I'm gonna save the one for you, buddy. You you okay. can bring him up. That was your boy. Um, the guy that I was very sheepish about. Uh, all through the cast being like, he gets no respect. He's pretty much free. Go take him in the last rounds and be happy with him as your starting <laughs> tight end was Kyle Rudolph. And the guy who's just, I mean, he's shown some life like recently, but before that he has not been what I expected him to be. So we finally found the cliff for Kyle Rudolph's career. And it's, it's sad. However, He's the kind of guy that I could see also jumping onto another team and having a rebirth. Like, imagine Kyle Rudolph in a Patriots jersey. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see him being a great red zone target. He, he would be, a, like, a boomer bust when it comes to a tight end, dependent tight end. But those are also the kind of guys that you like for a streaming process anyways. You know what I mean? So, Kyle Rudolph has been a disappointment. But also, like, you didn't spend a lot. He for was just one of those. He, you're in the tight end purgatory at the end. Right. Of, you're weighted on tight end, and Kyle Rudolph. You're like, oh, I like his the idea. He has a good floor. Yep. He was a tight end. I think he was a tight end one one year, wasn't he? Yep. He was. But it was a it was a bad tight end year that year. I don't remember what yep. year it was. It was a bad tight. But he's yep. still, so I understand the thought process. He was. He I, was I agree with you. I was agreeing with you, Tom. Yep. He was six about. and seven the last two years. You know, and you, you had to look at that offense, and you like you saw the running back, you saw the wideouts. 
you know, Kirk Cousins is a good player. I mean, the only thing you were like, that line's atrocious. Irv Smith's making plays. I wasn't yep. really expecting him to come out and flash quite as much as he has. Well, my whole thing about Irv Smith was, is like, I could see him like in the second part of the year playing more out of the slot because I didn't really see Irv Smith picking up on the blocking schemes to be trusted enough. And he's you really know? young too, really. Right. But with Rudolph, he just, I don't know, he just kind of fell off on that team. And the Vikings had a really tough go in the beginning of the year too. So that's another thing too, is like they're starting to see, to kind of like catch their groove a little late now too, you know? So maybe Rudolph can come back. But the other thing about Rudolph too is like, if, if you drafted Rudolph and you're like, oh, this is like the guy that I snuck in on to try to get as a tight end, you either like let him go like weeks ago and it shouldn't have been that big of a deal because you didn't spend a lot on him. You know, like, if you went off and found a tight end, like, I don't know, let's say you drafted, like, Trey Burton in, like, the 10th round. Like, you wasted a 10th round pick on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of, like, last round with Kyle Rudolph. You know what I mean? Like, in my mind, like, drafting Rudolph in the last round, drafting Burton in the 10th is almost the same value as far as I'm concerned and, like, what you're going to get for output, you know? And, yeah, I mean, so if you missed on Rudolph, it's not the end of the world. And that's, that was kind of my whole point was too, is that like, this is a guy that like people are undervaluing. He has not been what I thought he was going to be, you know, but I also wasn't saying to you, you were going to get a stun. You know what I mean? But I was very high on drafting Kyle Rudolph. So I would be, I definitely got to eat a little crow on that one. Yeah. Well, Todd, you know, this is a very therapeutic exercise we're having here. This is, you know, we're, 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 Atoning for our sins, we're we're getting this off our chest, and the big one in the room that we haven't talked about is that I was a big champion of him as far as Dynasty was concerned going into the season was Joe Mixon. Yep. Um All right, before you get into this. Okay, yeah. I have two shares of him in keeper weeks, and I blame you. <laughs> I, I, I like I absolutely blame you. You know how much I did not believe in Joe Mixon, and then he's just sitting there in the middle of a second round. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I have to pick Joe Mixon, right? Like, I have to pick Joe Mixon. I can't let Joe Mixon go here. And I'm just hearing your voice being like, Joe Mixon. Yeah. Joe I Mixon. Was, I was wrong on Joe Mixon. It's your I, fault. In in Dynasty. I So, I think maybe I wasn't clear enough. But he was. I'm looking now, Todd. He was my RB11 in redraft this year. Yeah. So, it wasn't, it wasn't as if I had him as ranked over Dalvin Cook I, as far as redraft. I didn't have him ranked over Dalvin Cook. I didn't have him ranked over... I did have him ranked over Leonard Fournette, which I think a lot of people did. But so just overall, I'm looking back is what what well, how did I make this mistake? Um, he the big thing that kills me. He's my RB six in dynasty. I invested a lot. I traded away Alvin Kamara for him. So that's that's been a real tough one to get over. Um, but he finishes RB nine last year and only played in 14 games on a very bad offense it, behind a very bad O line. And going into the offseason, Todd, they drafted another uh, high, highly rated tight or offensive lineman. They who got injured, but and they also I think they they got Cody Glenn was supposed to be that he's been out with a concussion. So there's been a lot of and they had their they've had some just other injuries too. So it's been very disappointing the offensive line. That and I was looking back through those 14 games, Todd, last year he was led the rush he led the AFC in 14 over through the entire season, but only in 14 games. And he saw 55 targets in those games. So, and this is, I do, and you know know this, I do not really get swept up in coaching analysis, but I heard those Zach Taylor whispers. He's coming for the LA Rams. The LA Rams like to throw to their running backs. 
So I thought he was going to get... He's still getting a decent amount of targets this year. I think he's got... He's got like 25 through through seven or eight games here. Yep. But I, I'm just... It's just been disappointing. I thought he was going to be... They are going to use him like they used Todd Gurley last year. And that O-line's been devastated. That A.J. Green injury, I thought he was going to open things up. And the bottom line is, is I... That the biggest mistake I have to say for people, and if I could give advice, is I bet on an outlier. It's an outlier that someone on a bad team like the Cincinnati Bengals leads the league in rushing and is as a good fantasy asset. You you preach it all offseason, Todd. You even when I talked about Joe Mixon with you last year, you said to me, "Oh, he's on a bad offense. I'm staying away." And I bet on that outlier, and that was a mistake. Yep. And the funny thing is, is that. I mean, I can't say that I'm right because I bet on good offenses and two of them were Cleveland and Chicago. So you don't really know until things start, man. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I, it's kind of funny. It's, um, I, I don't really like buying on Bengals, but I, I, for some reason, I still like Tyler Boyd and I liked AJ Green's value where yeah. like people were like slotting him. And I also liked stashing him. Like I thought he'd be back by now, but he's still a guy that you probably didn't spend a lot to grab. But for Joe Mixon, too, and the other thing is that when I worry about a line, I worry about more of a line with, obviously, with running backs than I do with wide receivers. You know what I mean? And that line is just garbage, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't high on Joe Mixon, but then again, I talked to you enough, and I drafted him twice, and... This, hey, this is we started the podcast, Todd, and this has been your worst fantasy season a lot of in some for some for some of your leagues. So actually, I'm just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm doing poorly in one league. Okay, I'm in okay. top three in six. Okay, so maybe it was just that one league, one of the other leagues I'm with you in. Okay, that's fair yeah. enough. And, and that league, the fact I'm not doing well was driving me insane. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, yeah. And I have Joe Mixon, and I can't trade him for a ham sandwich with any kind of We mustard. almost had a trade yesterday. We almost had a trade, but you drafted Miles Sanders too early for me to make that trade worth my while. So anyways, um, all right. So that was your big crow moment. Uh, I'll go with uh, mine, and that would be uh, Mike Williams. I. Oh. Uh, we were very we were on opposite ends of that argument too. Oh, big time! It, it got heated. It got heated, and he's been a giant disappointment. However, I told you your offers with Mike Williams were trash. Yeah, we got it got heated. <laughs> yes, it did. It did. And my thing about Mike, well, first of all, I did trade Mike Williams for a first rounder, so don't forget that. Oh God. Um, but anyways, um, with Mike Williams, uh, my big thing with him is is that. He's still getting targets. He's still young. He's still made for red zone. You know, I still think Mike Williams right now in Dynasty is a great guy to go for as a stash. A stash it, or just an upside for the second half of the season because he's been dealing with injury. So maybe yeah, he's not back. I mean, I would say that if you're in a situation where you're contending and you're trying to make playoffs, Mike Williams is not necessarily worth the move unless you have such a deep team that you can take away some of your depth to be able to get a guy with the upside. But I look at Mike Williams beyond this year as an investment in Dynasty. Whatever I'm getting for him this year, I would consider a bonus because I also think that I I traded him for a late first. And, you know, there's no way you're getting a first rounder for Mike Williams now, you know? So for me, it's a good time to kind of like kick those tires, see how frustrated that manager is. 
you know, and see what you can get for him. If if you're in a rebuild, he's a great guy to, t- to target, you know, because he's a good, he's not going to cost you a lot. You're going to be able to play him. He might be able to spark something in the second half. Then you can have some confidence in him going into the next year, you know. So for me, from more of a rebuild standpoint, when I look at Mike Williams, but as a contender, if you're, I, I happen to be pretty strong in my wide receivers. So if I could see him as a depth guy that could work out for me later on, then I would consider that. But yeah, so but he has been nothing compared to what I saw. He was so efficient with his catches, with his yardage, and he was like, you know, his touchdown efficiency was nuts, and the regression he, kicked in. It's cra- crazy, Todd. He's actually not doing bad. If you look at his, just his stats, he's twenty six receptions, four hundred nineteen yards. The biggest problem is he's got zero touchdowns. Right, and that and that's huge. That's the TD regression we were talking about. Yep, and that's the that's he's. I think. I think it's gone way too far in the other direction. That's why I think he's a good buy low target for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Philip Rivers was looking for him at points in that game yesterday. Yep. He was throwing the ball up. He's like, you know what? I got Mike Williams. I'm going to throw it up to him. Trust in him. He made a couple. He made a one really good catch. Um, yeah, I, I think he's he, those touchdowns yep. should go back towards somewhere in the middle. They're not just because he is touchdown regression doesn't mean he's going to stay at effing zero. Right. He, he's broken 70 yards receiving twice and 80 once. So he hasn't really put up any monstrous games, but he's been like, if you got him as like your wide three those weeks, you're happy. So, yeah, I mean, the, the touchdown should come along. And But the thing about it is, it's like you're halfway through the, the season and this is what you're seeing. Was yes. Yes. So, yeah, I like it, Todd. I, I think that you're making points. You, he hasn't been what we were supposed to be, but I don't think it's a problem for him to do to say that he's going to have a decent second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just looked it up real quick. He had at least six uh, targets in, like, five out of the last six games, and one of them he had ten, you know? Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting the ball fed to him. So, yeah, Alvin I mean. Gordon's starting to look a little bit more like himself. They're getting – they got their, their um, oh, offensive lineman back. Oh, God, I traded What's that it? guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, anyways, yeah, so Mike Williams is a guy that um, – I was high on. I had him. Um, for the way that my team was looking, I didn't really need him on my wide receiver core, so I was able to move him for a pick, and I don't regret it. Is that the end of your E-Crow, Todd's? The only, the only other one I'll E-Crow on is more of not guys that I whiffed on by saying these guys are going to be great. It's a guy that I didn't give enough respect to, and I talked about it yesterday. It would be um, just the Arizona offense. Yeah. Because from a dynasty standpoint, I think you're seeing Arizona being the kind of offense that's going to bud possibly into a top NFL offense. And remember, this was the worst offense in every single shape, category, or number in the NFL last year. And right now they're 17th, and they're like probably a top 10 running uh, team right now. With a with a patchwork offensive line. Right. So, like, literally, the piece is missing. I mean, granted, it's, like, the whole line for the most part. But at the same time, it's, like, they're looking great at running back, particularly with depth. They have their franchise QB. They have a bevy of young, talented wide receivers, right? I could see them trying to invest one. Because once it fits goes, they're going to need – I think they're going to need one more piece. Yeah, but that's also kind of like you're going for a vet. It's it's, – the whole thing about the Arizona offense is next year you could see them making a step, but they're still not going to be like they're probably two years away from being what you want them to be in your mind. 
think they're going to be more vertical as they're as they're as they grow as Kyler Murray develops. I think they're going to be more vertical because they're doing yeah. a little bit. They're being a little bit more dink and dunk because Kyle Murray isn't getting a lot of time. The other thing about Kyle Murray when it comes to those to from those deep balls and being able to make that NFL throw, I, I I'm kind of curious if he can make that throw against NFL secondaries because the one thing I noticed was his ball had a lot of hang time in college, you know. And those are the kind of throws that are difficult to make later on and like against like you know bigger, stronger, faster kind of secondaries, you know. But um, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I'm curious to see what happened. So I'm I I said numerous times in numerous episodes that I was staying away from that Arizona offense at all costs this year because I did not know what they're going to happen. Because my thing about Kingsbury was I saw him as an offensive coach, not a head coach, and I thought the whole thing could possibly blow up and. It's going pretty darn well. I mean, they're you know they look like a team that could still possibly make a playoff run. You know, they've got a tough stretch. They're going to play San Francisco in two of the next three weeks. I get that, and yeah, my, it's going to be tough. My point being is that you're halfway through the season, and you can't say that they're not going to make the playoffs. You right. know what oh, I mean? Right. That's they're being three, four, and one is yeah. ahead is ahead of where we thought they'd be. Absolutely, and you know, and if for some reason like like you know, I don't see them being San Fran, but like. I also don't see San Fran going undefeated and quite crazier things have happened than like a team with ultra talented young players beating a team like San Francisco. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. I mean, I just think it's a team that's on the rise. And I think this year you have to kind of like, you know, buy your time. And I'd say next year you're going to see some more progress. And then the year after that is where you're going to see if everybody's healthy and people have developed the pieces like they have. then it's going to be a special thing to watch. As long as they keep developing too, and they don't get stale, like it's like, oh, I've had success this year. He's got to yeah. keep developing that offense and keep adding to it because you don't want to have a like Matt Nagy had some success, but now it feels like he's hitting a little roadblock. Is he developing? In the, is he to continue to? So that's just a, something that I look forward to. Is like if you want to yep. stay, but that, I'm sure Cl- Cliff's a smart guy. He'll figure it out. Yeah. So that's the rest of my crow because I don't know. I did a pretty good job this year. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually have a few. I think we we went out of order a couple times here. I'm just gonna go do mine. I have three more, and I'm gonna do them really quickly. Yep. Um, Cooper Cup. Now that's not a, a. I was not wrong saying that he was gonna be good and he's been bad. I actually faded him hard this year. Um, I had him as my why. I think I had him ranked as like wide receiver 28 or 29 going into the year, and he's wide receiver two right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. It was purely uh, for two base reasons why I I faded him. I, I thought he was really awesome to watch last year. I really loved watching him. But he got that he tore his ACL on what November 11th last year. That's late in the season for an ACL injury. And him to come back and to show, and I think he was actually timed as being faster post ACL than pre ACL injury. Um, I it just blew me away. I've been I follow a lot of people who preach, you know. Wide receivers who come back from ACL injuries, they need a, at least a, a, that half of the season to get back up to speed, make those cuts. And Cooper Cup has proven that wrong big time. And I talked off air with you how shocked I am. My voice, I'm not even saying how shocked I am at how good Cooper Cup is. And I'm happy because I really like him as a player. And any uh, anything to add on that, Todd? Or is that you kind of locked up here is how good Cooper Cup's been? I'm not, I'm not honestly that surprised. I mean, yeah. I think the thing that made me... Um, I hate drafting Cooks, and I hate drafting Woods, and I hate drafting Cup. And I picked them in a bunch of leagues just because, you know, you like them attached to those offenses. But the whole thing about it is is that, like, 
they take away from each other. You know that what I mean? the second part. You didn't know who's gonna, whose game is it going to be this week. Right, exactly. And Cup's like, you saw those potential for him to be that guy, you know? Like, I still think that the best receiver on that team is Woods. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that uh, that Cooks gives you the was the guy that gave you um, the biggest, like, boom factor, you know, for yep. those bigger games. And then Cup was, like, the third guy. And clearly that's not the case. You know, yeah. if you watch Cup run run routes, he's special. You know what I mean? He, he's been he. People really got on him as being as a just an older prospect from a small school, and of course he'd be dominating that that type of things. But they didn't realize how good he was on special teams, and he's been a, a great NFL team. I, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's fun to watch when he's out there. I don't. That's I just love seeing players succeed. So I'll eat some crow on Cooper Cup, Todd, and then quickly. I don't even have to say much about Corey Davis. I was wrong on Corey Davis. Big time. I had him as wide receiver like 24, 25 going in. Most people had him as a wide receiver in his th- in the 30s, 36 for ADP. Uh, I was a big believer in that that target share. I was a big believer in Mariota in that offense, and I, I just was totally wrong. And I think Tannehill's shown some signs of life, but that being said, I don't think Coop – I don't I, – we're going to be – I'm going to – Cooper Cup – or Cooper Cup. Corey Davis owners should be happy – if he ever turns into a top 24 week or even a third top wide receiver three season from here on out, because I'm sorry, Corey Davis, but the, with the, the way that offense is designed right now, you need to go somewhere else to be, to meet your true potential because Tennessee just goes where dreams go to die. While we were recording, I actually just traded Corey Davis. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, um, yeah. I, I was going to drop him. And I have my tight ends on a buy, so I just trade him for TJ Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was like, pretty much I'm looking at him like, I'm going to drop this dude. So yeah, I got my my tight end streamers that are dropping him. But yeah, he, the tight end, I mean the Titan, the Titans just, I, I want nothing to do with anybody on the Titans. Except you apparently wanted to, to do with AJ Brown. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, I, AJ Brown has passed the eye test. I was a big fan of him coming out. Um, so, fair enough. I don't know why. I, look, afterwards, I was even thinking after AJ Brown was non-existent for the first part of that, for the most of that game yesterday, I was thinking, why did I put myself in the situation again? Why did I invest in another tight end, or another wide receiver on this offense? And then it was like you know, and then I saw I was like, you know, that's why because AJ Brown's a freaking bomb. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. It. And then my last crow that I just should really eat some crow on. I I got him actually as like a tight end, like late in our re- main redraft lead together. Like I think it was seventh round I got him, which was really late for ADP. But OJ Howard is a player that I was. I was really excited for everywhere. I try to trade him, like I try to trade him Zach Ertz for him in Dynasty in several places. Um, and OJ, I just didn't buy into the whole you know Bruce Arians can't do tight end narrative. I think you know Bruce. I thought oh, even though in the past I've been very critical of Bruce Arians, I, especially late stage Cardinals, I was I was like pounding the fist as why is he still with his team. Um, that being said, I just I thought that Bruce Arians has the uh, had the football know or wherewithal to use a player like OJ Howard, who's been incredibly efficient in his first couple of years and only injuries have been holding him back. He can block, he can catch, <sighs> but I was wrong. I don't even know what his, I don't even know what his tight end ranking is now. I don't, I think he's just off the board as far as ranking is concerned. He's been injured. I heard he's on the block now. Oh yeah. Um, 
I, so I was wrong, really wrong about O.J. Howard in Dynasty and in Redraft. If you have a spot open on your team, and I, I would say having Howard on your team right now might be interesting to see if he does get traded. Because I think that's what it's going to take. Because there's no denying that he could be a very special tight end. It's just it's just not working in Tampa, you know? And, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's a guy that I absolutely feel it's okay to move on from. Particularly redraft. Yeah. So, um, Dave, do you have any uh, recommendations on waivers, streams, or anything this week? I mean, waivers, not necessarily. I think just – I just streaming-wise, I think, you know um, – Matt Moore's looks promising, um, mm-hmm. even though he's going going up against Minnesota. I, I still like how he's doing in that offense. If if he goes this week, I still don't think Mahomes should be back. But and then again, I don't see why Daniel Jones versus Dallas. I'm not scared of that Dallas defense. Um, so I, I don't. I, those are two guys that I'd, I'd keep rolling with. So what yeah. about you, Todd, for QB streamers? So for QB streamers, if Jimmy G or Brissett, they should be gone. But if they're there, those are your guys. You know. Um, Derek Carr has, has a plus uh, matchup against the Lions. Detroit, yeah, that's true. And then if for some reason it gets really shallow and you're really digging deep, Sam Darnold versus Miami, I'm. If you're going that route, you have some issues at QB. But at the same time, it's it's an okay dart throw as far as I'm concerned. And I'm sure he's on your waiver wire. Yeah. So um, for tight ends. Um, I would keep an eye on Hurden and see if he's actually going to come back. I think that's a great game for him to come back against Miami, too. Uh, with that said, I also like Gusecki for breaking out against, oh, I guess, the Jets. And then um, the guy, actually, I think, if I had to rethink this, I had this guy third, I'd probably put him one. Is I would I would go get Fells for the Texans, and I've brought him up a few times. The guy just continues to get red zone looks. If you're streaming, you're looking for a guy to get a touchdown. All right, yep. you're not streaming a guy to get like ten targets, you know. So like, and I know he's playing Jacksonville. Remember, they just got rid of Ramsey. It's not the same kind of secondary as it was. So I I do like the idea of getting Phil. Harrison, I, I think it's Harrison or their safety has a neck injury, so yep. he's out too. So yeah, and Phil's is getting a lot of red zone looks. So real quick for for waiver pickups, uh, Phil's is one guy I said he's had six plus targets in three of his last four games. He has three TDs over that span. Um, I also think it's time to start looking at Chris Conley, who has seven-plus targets in the last two weeks, and he has a sweet second-half schedule, playing some very, very easy uh, defenses. Now, in particular, this is my biggest advice to anybody is, now is the time to see who these guys are playing week 14, 15, and 16. All right? You have to start thinking ahead, and you got to start thinking playoffs. All right. Yep. So the now, if you're fighting for playoffs and you're right on the cusp, you have Chris Conley going against Tampa. That's phenomenal. Then the then if you're in the first week, he has the Chargers. Not great, but not terrible, right? And then in your semifinals, in your finals, you're looking at Oakland and Atlanta. You know. Yeah. So like those are guys that I would be very happy to have. Um, when, when it comes down to that point, you know, and he's, I mean, seven targets in two straight weeks is nothing to bat your eyes out. So, so um, that being said, Todd, while you were going through yours, I actually did come up with a couple of wide receivers that I think are something that I would get excited about. Okay. Team Indola, Todd, 
has having some big weeks in Detroit. And that was my next guy I was about to say. Oh, I thought you were already out my bet. I didn't mean to. Cut. No, it's all good, I man. You were done. But no, that's awesome. Who, like, I just like Oakland has a re- is really bad against slot dis- receivers, and yep. Danny Amendola has been had a couple of big games. Matt Stafford's hucking the ball around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I liked, and then also too Cole Beasley. He's out there and still like seventy five percent of Yahoo leagues. Yep. Um, so those are some good. I, I guess I I I like Amendola is my number one pickup this week. Like he like he's getting targeted. Amendola is a professional. I get open guy. You know what I mean? And he's like, healthy. That's the thing. If he's yep. healthy, play him. Yep, absolutely. Uh, now he's my number one pickup for if you're looking to play a guy right away. You know? Yep. The number one guy I'd go out to get, and I wouldn't want to play him this week, is Rashad Penny, just because he's on the block. Yeah, and Rashad Penny got traded, and he got somewhere to get touches, and there's somewhat of a decent line. That's a guy that could do something to change, that could win you matchups, yeah. you know. So yeah, and if if Carson gets injured, even if he doesn't get traded, if Carson gets injured, he's gonna get a huge workload, wouldn't you say? I agree, but I, I mean, I I think for me, it's also kind of like if you've had Penny and you've been waiting on him. Like, he hasn't done anything up to this point. Like, you've already moved on from him. But he's a guy to pick up and see, like, does he get traded? You know what I mean? So, yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, so this is a fun episode. We got to just talk about how we screwed up a lot. It was fun, you know? So, um, it was good. you know, Todd, sometimes it's, it's good to bring, get back down to earth. We've had a – I'd say, though, Todd, overall, we've had – this is one of our better seasons we've had as far – I know I was messing with you a little bit earlier. But we've I, this is one of my better fantasy seasons I've had. Yep. Um, in a while, so it, you've had some big hits. It's been a lot of fun talking to you yep. a lot. So yeah, I have. Um, I'm I'm doing really well in my dynasty leagues. Um, I'm in the top three in a couple of other leagues. I I survived playing guillotine while starting Adam Thielen this week because it was parent teacher conferences and I didn't quite get on there quick enough. Oh, and I survived. Oh. So yeah, I mean the only week that I'm not doing well is the, is our all this week together, and it's driving me insane. Yeah. But um. But yeah. So anyways, uh, Dave, why don't you tell them where to find us? All right, you can find us at a tale of two rivals on Twitter, and you can find us. You can always email us. We we still see those emails. We have some star suggestions. Sad. Don't worry, it's in the works. Um. Oh, we we got a guest host for that one. Oh yeah, we're gonna get a guest host for that. And we're going to have a, a debate or a, a courtroom-style episode for you all. Ah, and, t- 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 uh, t- 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 calm down. Don't tell them everything. Uh, all, right, all right. My bad. My bad. So, just a little tease. But, um, yeah. So, Todd, what, what about what about you? What are you what's the, what's the uh, Where can they find you at? All right. I am on Twitter, and I actually woke up this week and uh, yeah, posted some things. Juice is going this week. I did. I am at FF underscore Banterman. Um, I'm going to be probably throwing out some things out tonight about, uh, trade values tonight. Cause I enjoy my, uh, my Chase Edmonds conversations with everybody. So, um, yeah. So Dave, I had a good time. Oh, can I actually do a couple more shout outs too? Go right um, ahead. At J Mike check. Um, he's the host for, um, dynasty dummies, the, uh, the dummy blitz. He's a great um, it's like a 15-minute podcast on the Dynasty, the DFP at DFP Network or DPN Network. He does a great job getting succinct week recaps. It's a must-listen. He's a great guy to listen to, and he supports the show a lot. So big shout out to uh, J. Mike Chick. There he is, the man himself. All right, everybody. I'm Todd. He's and Dave. I'm Dave. 
And we'll see you next week, everybody. I'm really upset that I listened to you about Joe Mixon. I'll never forgive you. Uh, well, that's okay. I, I can't believe we drafted that best ball team together. It's one of the worst showings of my life, as fans is concerned. I will never co-manage with you again. <laughs>